0: Another little PSA is that I was also told from my bestie that this episode seemed to have a weird lull in the middle of it. I figured what I figured out what the issue was. I'm so sorry for the little blip. I'm just learning. I'm self-taught. This is, I don't have a producer. It's literally me doing all of the things. So I'm going to have some learning curves. Thanks so much for sticking with me. And now onto the episode. and happy new year. I can't believe that it's already 2023. That seems so crazy. I hope you had a wonderful holiday season and a happy new year, whatever you did. We stayed in, but ended up being up at midnight with the kids anyway. So even though we had said a little bit before midnight, we're going to call it, we ended up as a family of four playing in Bubba's room. So that was that (laughs) not exactly what we had planned, but you know, when you have kids, it really never is. So that's how we spent our new years. But one thing that I had been thinking about, and I actually had written down the day before The new year was what my intentions for 2023 are. And I wrote these down as intentions instead of resolutions, because I think the idea of new year's resolutions are very dangerous. And I actually talked to an outlet called Club Mental, and this was created by the ex editor-in-chief of Women's Health. And they reached out to me and asked me if I would participate in an interview to talk about eating disorders and the impact that New Year's resolutions can have on women or people as a whole that have gone through an eating disorder. And I thought that some of what we had talked about in that discussion was really important and something that I wanted to share with you all as you think about New Year's resolutions. One thing that is undoubtedly happening across all of your social media feeds is you are being bombarded with messages of New Year's resolutions, and you are also likely being bombarded with sponsored advertisements from fitness influencers or fitness related products and services that are pushing diet culture on you. These messages are so subliminal now that it's likely something that we didn't or don't even really identify until it's kind of called out to us. And when I was asked to do this interview, it really made me start thinking and digging deep into how I felt in years past. and. Even before the new year, the few days leading up to the new year, I was feeling depressed. I was feeling like I hadn't met some of the goals that I'd set out for myself for 2022. I didn't reach my goal weight. I didn't do X, Y, or Z. And that can be a really damaging way to portray the entire past 365 days. There are so many things that you likely did well. You may have stopped a habit that was harming you mentally. You may have gotten on medication that you had been waiting to get on because you were afraid of the stigma that came along with mental health and you finally decided to take that medication and are feeling like yourself again. You might have gotten rid of a friendship that was toxic. You might have gotten rid of some other sort of relationship that was toxic. If you have done anything that bettered yourself or was dedicated to being the best version of yourself in 2022, that's something that you should be proud of. Despite if you reached all of your goals that you would set forth on January 1st, 2022, and you reached them or not by January 1st, 2023, that is besides the point. One thing that I think is so important is just simply becoming aware of how diet culture pushes the messages of weight loss, trimming down, shaping up, getting thin. There are so many messages out there around now get your perfect body, go ahead and do what you've been waiting to do. Now is the time. One thing that I happened to see on social media that I thought was absolutely awesome was an email from Equinox that said something along the lines of, we don't speak January because diet culture, this is not included. But to me, what this message said, we don't speak diet culture. They're not allowing anyone to sign up for new memberships in the month of January. I think that is hugely impactful because people will say, I'm going to sign up for a membership for this gym. I'm going to reach all my fitness goals. And you'll see in the gym when you actually are going in January, there are a ton more people. February, it'll trickle out a little bit. March, they'll trickle out even more. Come June and July, you may see more people because it's the summer months, but you will not see nearly the amount of people that had signed up for the gym in January. And I think that that's a really powerful message because if this is not something that only should be done in January, you should not only be focused on bettering yourself in the month of January or when the new year strikes. This is something that should become a lifestyle change. And don't get me wrong, I think for those that do actually want to take that step and they use January as that catalyst to do so, that's a different. But I think that the the message that they're trying to nip in the bud here that is super important Is you should not be signing up for something because you're feeling forced to do so because of all of the messages around diet culture today one thing that i do think has been really positive that's come along with social media though is i think that it's unveiled a lot of dialogue around mental health and wellness and recovery. I don't think that these messages were portrayed in the same way that they are today, because to me, I see wellness and recovery as being a strength. If you are able to have the courage and determination to get yourself out of one of the hardest lumps in your life and use your willpower for good, see the good in yourself see the opportunities available to you when you trust in the universe when you trust in yourself most importantly that is something that cannot be bought through a gym membership that takes years of dedication time and service to yourself One person that had a message on Instagram today that I thought was really important was Caitlin Michelle. She has a company called Strive to Thrive. I actually have just become a member. Um, I'm working with Coach Jacqueline, and we are only working on nutrition right now. But so far, even just from the few messages that we've had together, I think that it's going to be a fantastic opportunity for me to kind of better myself in in that arena and be more focused on my nutrition. The one thing that Caitlin Michelle, the CEO of Strive to Thrive, said on her, on her Instagram today was you are going to see more people in the gym. Be the person that makes that individual feel comfortable coming to the gym. Smile at someone. Help them if, you know, if someone asks if you're using that machine. Give them the opportunity to just use the machine. Don't correct people's form. Don't make them feel uncomfortable you know, share the floor, if you will, and to be the reason that someone wants to come back to the gym, not the reason that someone is afraid to ever step foot in the gym again, because it's a really scary feeling to walk into a gym and see all of these people that are fit. You have no idea where or what these people's journeys were, but they seem to know what they're doing. And if you don't, and you're walking around and you're feeling so insecure. It almost feels like everyone is looking at you because you don't know what to do. That's a very scary feeling. And it increases the likelihood of your isolation that you'd already been feeling because it took something, some trigger, some catalyst to get you in the gym in the first place. So I would just encourage you that if you are the one at the gym who knows what you're doing, or even if you're the one who doesn't know what they're doing, don't give up on yourself and really just focus on why you're there and what you're there to do. And if you are the person who knows what you're doing in the gym, then maybe be the person who, you know, encourages someone else by a simple smile to want to come back again. So now let's get into intention setting. I also think the reason why I think that it's helpful to focus on intentions versus resolutions is because a resolution enforces the mindset that you need to be eliminating something from your life instead of adding to it. I think for a long time for me, the idea of adding something to my life made me think of, wait, do I have the ability to add something else? It's just going to be more weight, more stress, you know, more, more, more for me to manage. And that seemed very daunting. However, when it came to resolutions, in my mind, that was something, okay, I'm going to be getting rid of things. It's almost like purging your closet, which by the way, I absolutely recommend that you do. That is one of my goals for the month of January. But I think setting resolutions instills this mindset in you that something that you're doing is worth giving up. And I think if you have some sort of a bad habit that you're hoping to resolve in 2023, that's great. But I would set that as an intention for yourself and through meaningful meditation and positive self-talk. Hopefully you can eliminate whatever that item is, but setting a new year's resolution to me is just an opportunity for you to identify a goal that you likely won't reach. And it's another way for you to have that negative self talk of, I knew I wouldn't reach this. I knew I couldn't do this. I knew I wouldn't get to this milestone instead of just simply letting things go and focusing on some intentions that have a positive reaction when you actually say them out loud, I would also encourage you to write them down. When you're asked to write things down, it becomes a little bit more real, and it gives the universe a chance for you, a chance to understand that you're serious. When you say something out loud or when you write it down, it's really setting the intention in a way that allows the universe to say, "Okay, you mean business. And because of that, I'm going to work with you to help make this happen. One of the things that Gabby Bernstein says, and if you haven't read some of her books, I highly recommend that you do. She also is doing a manifesting challenge for 21 days. The first 21 days of January, I signed up for it because I think it's super impactful for me to start my new year with the goal of manifesting something for myself, even something super small, but it asks you and forces you every day to journal pretty quick prompts. And it basically asks you to get super clear on what you're hoping to manifest. I love that idea. So I'm doing the challenge and you actually have until January 5th, to sign up for the challenge it's $37 and you basically are getting coached by Gabby Bernstein. So one thing that she says is that in order to manifest what you really want, you need to let go and let things happen. I think that that's really hard for those of us that are very used to having a schedule and being in charge of multiple things. We're in charge of people's lives. As moms, we're in charge of our own happiness, of our bodies, of what our family is eating, of the clothes that we wear, like of our jobs. There are so many things that are on our shoulders at any given time that the idea of letting something go, like let go, give to God, give to the higher power, whatever, sounds a little bit cheesy, even to me. But the idea of it, I think is so powerful and it is something that I absolutely subscribe to regardless of how it sounds when you say it out loud. The one thing that I think my daughter's diabetes diagnosis has really done for me is in a way, it was a bit of a catalyst that has honestly altered, I feel, the course of my life and really laser focused my attention on spirituality, manifestation, meditation, and taking control of what you can control, but letting go of what you can't. And that's a message that I hope to instill in her as she grows up because her road is not going to be the easiest. And she's going to need some of these coping mechanisms and these tools that if I don't have them, I won't be able to teach them to her. And I think that our parents' generation did not have the coping mechanisms required to teach many of us how to cope with situations. And I'm hoping that this situation in my life will allow me to gain the necessary skills and the necessary tactics to begin to understand how to cope in certain situations and how, what healthy coping looks like unhealthy coping are things like drug use, alcohol abuse, you know, eating disorders and things that you're using as a means to cover up a situation instead of looking internally, sitting with a feeling, identifying an emotion, using this moment in time to reflect, ask yourself questions and figure out what message the universe is really trying to send to you. I'm hopeful that the intentions that I have set for myself will really help allow me to uncover some of those things in 2023, but not just in this next year, truly throughout the rest of my life, however long that might be. I also pause. I'm taking a sip of my char today. I also was guided by my Strive to Thrive Coach to pick a word for the month of January. And picking this word is going to really signal where I'm going to put some of my focus and energy and attention for the month of January. I chose the word courage because to me, it takes courage to get out of your day-to-day routine, step up and do something that's meaningful for you and break the cycle and the negativity that has been in my head up until this point about my body. Getting up early, doing things that are challenging, that scare me, that I've been putting off because I'm afraid. I think that it takes courage to look your fears in the face and say, I'm stronger than you and actually begin to act in the way that you know best aligns with your higher self. And that is why for the month of January, I am choosing the word courage to help build upon my practice for the entire month. And when I say my practice, I mean whatever practice I end up doing, whether that's going to the gym, having a solid routine, identifying what my nutrition looks like, you know, having the courage to continue this podcast, even if I have one listener, because I'm doing it for me and I'm aligning with my higher self because I feel a purpose to do so. That is what the month of January and the theme of courage means to me. I've also decided that every single month I'm going to assign a word to the month, it is going to be something that I meditate on. It's just going to be something that I ask my spiritual guides to help me move forward with. I already feel like I've, there are so many words in my head that I want to focus like authenticity, intention, drive, determination. Like some of those words are things that come to mind. And that brings me to, I know that this has been a long way to get to what my intentions for 2023 are, but I feel like all of the things that I just covered are really important. Especially if you have ever struggled with negative self-talk, eating disorders, or honestly, if you've ever struggled to look in the mirror because you feel like you haven't been able to reach some of your goals. If you ever just feel like you're lost and you're not sure your purposes, which frankly, I feel like that a whole hell of a lot of the time. If you are just confused on what's next, what is a goal I should make? What is something that I even want to do in this year? if you're if you're feeling like you're in that space, then hopefully this podcast will be helpful for you. And my action, my homework for you, is that you get a piece of paper or a journal, whatever it might be, and you write down goals or intentions, for either the month or for the entire year i would recommend the entire year because i think in this instance thinking broadly is going to be helpful you can use your journal to write throughout the year to figure out okay per month i'm going to do this 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 whatever the case may be i do think it's important to set a timer and try to journal for five minutes a day five minutes goes by super fast when you start journaling but it feels impactful Even if you're writing the most random unhelpful things like I literally don't know what to journal, I don't know what I'm writing, but I told myself I was going to write in my journal for five minutes, so I'm doing it and here we go. That is the end. Thank you very much. That is still going to be helpful and get you into a helpful habit to get some of those feelings out on paper or just release them in the spirit of letting go. Put them on the paper and then let them go. So my intentions for 2023. My first one is be a goal getter. And that means for me, I do well when I set some sort of a goal for myself. So I think that it's helpful when I set reachable goals, like for a while over the summer, I was setting goals each week. Some of them were like walk, run, jog, 25 miles. Some of them were do or. Then the next week I would say, do the Peloton every single day. Then the next week drink 32 ounces of water every single day. Then the next week, something else. So setting reachable goals for yourself that way it's building this trust in yourself when you're able to actually keep a promise or an intention that you set for yourself, it will build upon this idea of, Oh, Hey, I'm capable of meeting some sort of a goal. I trust myself enough to know that I can do this. I can make things happen for myself and that's incredibly impactful. When you start to trust yourself, that is when you're going to start seeing the biggest improvements. So, This way, setting this be a goal getter for myself, I'm establishing trust in myself and I'm establishing small goals that will ideally lead me towards bigger and bigger goals. And each week, once I establish my goal, I think I'm going to start doing every single week. I'm going to establish one goal and then move forward and I'll journal and meditate about that goal every single week so that it gives me some purpose. I think that's also really important is identifying purpose through your goals. Your goal shouldn't be I'm going to drink three glasses of wine every day instead of four. That is not a goal. I mean, don't get me wrong. It is a goal, but try to be more intentional with the goals that you want to set for yourself. So that is my first intention is be a goal getter. Second, read 15 books. And that may seem like a lot, but I love reading. And I actually saw someone on social media who had posted that they had promised themselves that they were going to read 12 books for the new year or 12 books for the entire calendar year. I thought that was genius because A, I love to read. I I think I read 25 books in 2020 because I had extra time to do so, or in 2019, I'm not sure which, but my Kindle app actually told me that I read that many books. So for me, I think 15 is totally feasible. I have Kindle Unlimited so I can actually change my books every few weeks depending on how fast or how quickly I can actually finish a book. But I think reading 15 books about things like diabetes, human design, manifestation, food science, spirituality, I don't know if I already said that or not. Those are things that I'm going to be focusing my attention on when I say I want to read 15 books this year. It can be business books. It can be things about just bettering yourself, parenting, anything at all, like identify a topic and find a book that speaks to you. I am someone who feels like I can identify a book that will speak to me based on the cover alone because I'm a very visual person. Visuals are very impactful for me in my ability to say, yes, this feels right for me or no, that doesn't speak to me. So having the Kindle app is awesome because it allows me to be able to quickly search for a topic or a theme, get a ton of opportunities to, okay, I'm going to switch out this book that I already read for this one, or I'm going to purchase this book because it's $5.99 and I think I'm really going to love it. So reading 15 books is one of my goals, my intentions for 2023. Number three, I want to deepen my spirituality and my connection to my spiritual guides my teachers, my masters, and my angels. And that may sound totally frou-frou, but if you've ever looked into the Akashic records, you basically open your records by talking to your masters, teachers, and loved ones. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, I can do, I can deep dive into what the Akashic records are and what that actually means and how I've started to try to open mine and tell you a bit more about my very first time opening the Akashic records and what that felt like for me, what the experience was like, etc. But. I want to purposefully connect with my guides. I want to ask for guidance, clarity, support, clues, um, and really just, I want to be able to work with them to identify that I'm on the right path. The entire purpose about working with your guides is to better allow you an opportunity to get support, clarification, and guidance on things in your life. One thing that I really wanna share that to me is, hugely impactful is speaking to your loved ones who have passed that you know or strongly believe are with you and asking for a sign and getting very specific about what that sign might be in my Reiki session the practitioner let me know that someone on my mom's side a female was with me and my kids all the time I knew that it was my grandma before my grandma passed away we were getting very very close and after she passed away my mom and I had I'm getting goosebumps just talking about this. My mom and I had an incredibly spiritual moment in my grandma's apartment after she had passed and we were cleaning out her belongings and that moment in time will remain so special and important to me. It was truly mind blowing in the first moment in my life that I truly felt, oh my God, my grandma is here. She just moved through us at the exact same time. It was mind blowing. If you're interested in that, shoot me a note and I can tell you that story because I don't know that I want to say, want to go into it on the podcast because it's private and very special to me. And I don't want to diminish it by talking about it. But the purpose of this story and my ramble right now is that in my Reiki session, our practitioner told me that basically my grandma is always with me and my children. I went and got Botox shortly after that. And on the way home, I was talking to my grandma and I was talking to my spiritual guides and my loved ones and I very specifically asked my grandma. For some reason, when I think of a sign that I want from her, I keep thinking of a butterfly even though my grandma loved elephants and she had a ton of elephant um, like little knickknacks throughout her home, all of whom had the trunk facing up. And for some reason, that just doesn't feel, it still doesn't feel like what I want or what I'm being told is the sign that she's trying to give to me. So for a long time now, I just have been associating butterflies with her, but I've never specifically said, show me a butterfly or bring me a butterfly or whatever that might be. And in the car that day on the way home from my appointment, I very specifically asked my grandma to give me a sign that she's with me through a butterfly. It can be by someone saying the word butterfly. It can be seeing a physical butterfly. It can be reading a book with the word butterfly, hearing the word butterfly in a song, getting a card from someone that has a butterfly on it, etc. So basically I said, if I, I will open my ears and be more aware, one of the biggest thing, awareness, and you bring a butterfly to me in any way, shape, or form that you can, and I will know that that sign is from you, and I will be very aware that it is coming directly from you. Literally that day when I got home, my mother-in-law was here with my son and I'm walking around the house after you know working and my mother-in-law says, butterfly, 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 and she's talking to my son. My mind was literally blown. That happened so fast, I could not believe it. And I literally asked her, what did you just say? And she said, oh, butterfly, butterfly. And I think there must've been a butterfly on the TV, but my back was turned. And the fact that my mother-in-law said butterfly, butterfly, butterfly in English and not in Farsi, to me, was one of the hugest signs that my grandma was here and working through my mother-in-law to give me that sign that I so desperately was asking for. And there were a few other instances where this came up. One of those instances was around Christmas, my parents had got my daughter a bunch of stickers and like these fake tattoos in her stocking. And when she opened them and this was this happened before I told my mom and dad the story. So we're opening the presents on Christmas. We're going through our stockings because stockings are a really big deal in our family around Christmas. And out come multiple pages of fake tattoos. And guess what they are? Butterflies. Every single page is a different type of butterfly. I looked at my mom and we just made eye contact and I said, see, I told you. And i said love you grandma and my mom was like wow that's crazy i got these far before you ever told me that story and here this is manifesting in front of our very eyes literally for my daughter and then my daughter had her first in-person follow-up at the oakland children's hospital for her diabetes with her endocrinologist we had got there a little bit late so we were rushing we went to the appointment it was great As we're leaving, we were obviously at the elevator waiting to go down, and the elevator is kind of on this atrium, if you will. It's kind of over this atrium. And to the right-hand side, there's this huge, beautiful sculpture of things hanging from the ceiling over this little play area that's at the children's hospital, because I think it's obviously to help instill a little bit of play in such a daunting space. And I couldn't exactly tell what was hanging from the ceiling. And then I was looking more closely, and. I literally was absolutely shocked hanging from the ceiling was a huge, probably 20 foot long butterfly. That to me was just all, I have goosebumps all over my body. That was all of the confirmation that I needed to know my grandma is here. She heard me, she's showing me these signs. I said when I was talking to her out loud in the car, I don't need these signs because I'm, I assume with blind faith that you are here based on what my Reiki practitioner told me, but I would love this sign to really solidify to me that this is real. I got that in spades and that was so, so incredibly special for me. I truly couldn't believe it. Still You know, weeks later, I am mind blown at the fact that I had so many butterflies show up for me so quickly. My fourth intention for 2023 is to meditate daily. And I'm looking at this as like five minutes of meditation will count. This can be any form of self-reflection or quietness that really calms my mind, clears my head or gives me an opportunity to focus and put intention around thoughts. Or, you know, and this is where that idea of courage for the month is really going to show up for me because I want to be able to use, even if it's just five minutes to come upstairs into my meditation area, sit and either do or follow a guided meditation, which I personally really, really like, um, or just sit with some music and my headphones on and get really, really clear on what I want to think about and see what comes to me. And lastly, one of my intentions for. 2023 is to establish a daily routine. That means building on top of things that I have said I've wanted to do, but I haven't been doing. And mind you, some of the reasons why I haven't actually done some of the routines that I've wanted to instill, like wake up early, work out before the kids are up because my son is up like four times a night still. And so I'm always going into his room, giving him another bottle, rocking him, getting him cozy, leaving him, then going back to my bed. So I have not had a full night's sleep. And honestly, a long freaking time. So I want to set those intentions. That means maybe I need to go to bed a little bit earlier Then maybe I need to um, sleep earlier, wake up earlier, like those things go hand in hand. So don't stay up until 1145 drinking wine, watching TV. I don't care about scrolling mindlessly on Instagram, like put more intention to all of my actions. Everything that you're hearing from me is basically about putting intention behind my actions, my thoughts, and the words that I say out loud or in my own head. I want to exercise more. I want that to be part of my daily routine. I want to move my body in some way that feels good. This doesn't mean doing the same thing every day. It can be Pilates one day, yoga another day. It can mean strength training one day. It can mean resting and just stretching my body or doing, um, the foam roller, It can be meal prepping. It can be doing bar, like anything that's moving my body, going to the grocery store and walking around with the kids, take immunity shots. Like there are just so many things that I want to incorporate into a daily routine that becomes second nature, drinking 40 ounces of water, getting 5,000 to 10,000 steps, like getting seven plus hours of sleep. Those are all things. I know that those are a lot of things to add when I'm talking about establishing a daily routine, but one thing that I think is important that I've talked about is kind of the idea of stacking. So figuring out what works for me, because just like in weight training or when you start a fitness routine, it takes four weeks for that routine to really become effective six weeks for other people to notice it. And eight weeks for you to feel like, okay, I have absolutely got this. Like, this is for sure a a routine for me. This is, you know, for sure become something that I can actually do long-term so considering those are my intentions for 2023 i would love to know what your intentions are i would love to know if these sorts of topics are interesting to you but more than anything i love hearing stories about how people have overcome whether it be you know hardships to really turn their lives around or really just take small small changes that make a huge impact for your own life If you have any of those stories, like reach out to me, I would love to talk to you for the podcast. Happy new year, happy 2023. May this year be the most impactful in your personal self-growth and your ability to navigate the year ahead. Despite whatever hardships come your way, I wish nothing but the most success, happiness, peace of mind for you and your loved ones. And thank you so much for listening to Kylie Says.